Hello and welcome to another episode of Block Talk presented by Theater in the Now. I'm your host as always, Michael Block. If you love the podcast, make sure you subscribe on Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, Audible, Google Play, Spotify, SoundCloud, or Stitcher so you never miss an episode and leave a five-star review while you're there. Did you know there is an easy way to help to support the podcast and keep the show going? Buy Me A Coffee is an incredible new platform where you, the loyal Block Talk audience, can say thank you to your favorite host. All you have to do is show support with a few taps by leaving a little tip that's just like buying me a cup of coffee. And the great thing is you don't even need to create an account. Visit buymeacoffee.com slash blocktalk and keep blocktalk going strong like a cup of coffee. And as always, follow me on Instagram at michaelblocktalk, on Twitter at blocktalknyc, and visit theaterinthenow.com for the latest news, reviews, and interviews. Hola, hola, hola! Drag Race España is back, and we kicked it off in grand style. So, who are the contenders, and who are just there to, well, fill time? It's time to find out. I'm joined by two queens who won't be blurred out of this podcast, Frida Kulo and Privilege. Hello! Hello, hello! How hola! Are How's it going? Just another day in paradise. <laughs> yeah. It is um, brilliant, honestly. Now, Frida, you're wearing your merch because obviously smart, smart branding. Um, Privilege, do you have merch yet? Yeah, a black t-shirt is my merch right now. Yeah! <laughs> you can find everyone, wears it. everyone is wearing your merch. Honestly, I, representation matters. And it is, I it is true. Stand in solidarity uh, with me and wear a black t-shirt. Hey, I'll, I'll do it for the next podcast. Uh, <laughs> welcome to the show. I realized, um, I didn't realize when I booked it, but Frida, you did the premiere last season, too. I did, yeah. And it was right, one of the most listened to episodes, wasn't it? It sure was. Uh, so we're just going to have to make this a tradition now. Um, we'll, we'll add a third person next season, maybe. Um, okay. But I'm just going to say it. Drag Race Espana is incredible. It is something. <laughs> they're, they're, it is they're, good. I loved it. There definitely were some boogers um when you up the cast 12 you got to have some boogers in there but again we get we're getting some high high drag here honestly from the minute they walked in i was gagged like some of these entrance looks i was like bitch that looks so good so good um any favorites to begin who who struck a great impression onyx Mm mm-hmm um, for right me, up. simply just because of their name, Jota Carajota. Okay. <laughs> as, as well. mm-hmm. Now well, tell the listeners why. Favorite. What was that? Well, tell the listeners why you love her name so much. Like it's a play on words. Jota means like, it's a play on saying the F word, like, you know, mm-hmm. um, like the, cigarette, the word for cigarette faggot. Um, and then Carajota, which... Cara means face. And so it just flows so nicely together. Um, I love it. I'm here for it. She's a very interesting human character, though. And we'll definitely get to talk about her. Um, mm-hmm. But let, let's dive in. We're back. The prize is the same. 30,000 euros, year supply of Crash Cosmetics. Have either of you entertained some Crash Cosmetics in your routine? I crashed yeah. my face into a palette, but never into a specific Crash Cosmetics. Fair, fair. 
No, I use the same single palette. A lot of people think because I'm stunning and beautiful and just really talented that I must be using so many cosmetics. But here's the tea. I'm not. It's actually just my face. <laughs> I'm just well, stunning and beautiful and talented. <laughs> um, the workroom got an upgrade. It's still very pink, very loud, but um, they have some more money this season. Absolutely. You could tell. Like the set looks amazing, even like the runway as well. Oh, yeah. All right. Let's, speaking of loud, meet our queens. Oh, Samantha Ballantines. But what happened? What happened on Drag Race España? It's Samantha Ballantines. She is 20 something years old, AKA 35. She is from San Fernando. Um, I'm also 35, and I think I look 10 times better than that bitch does. Uh, I'm going to give her a good uh, referral for Botox. Yeah. I'm 35, and maybe someone told me today that, that I was 26. So I'm like, yes, that's correct. She was yeah. the first person to walk in, right? Mm-hmm. I thought she looked really good. I'm not going to sit here and lie. You right. did? I did. Are we I, watching I, the same don't show? Get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. There were things that were incorrect. But I thought she was a pretty girl. Like, slutty girl. But pretty. No, no, to me. To me, Shaman. To me. Um, the thing, what I loved about her was her entrance line and only because my mom says that all the time like but that, as far as the look this is like something that you would wear at, you know it's one of your like your your normal weekly gig and you, you need something to change quickly into well she walked in and i said oh, she reminds me of someone i know frida kulo <laughs> i felt so close to home. I loved it. I said, this is that girl I know. She She's kicking with us. She's not taking it too seriously. You know, this is the drag race entrance, but I think she is making me curious as to who she, actually, she knows and shows us who she is. She's that fucking girl who we see at the bar at 3 a.m. and we're like, bitch, go home. You've been drinking all night. Right. Yeah, but so I'll say she defines herself as a drag artist that is attractive and loves to make people laugh. And she's making us laugh, clearly, because um, we're having multiple opinions on her. Um, but Frida, what are you going to say? I mean, yes, she's showing us her like likability, but if you're going to do something where like it's terribly bad to as you're walking, then take a little note from Willow Pill where you go horribly bad, but it's it's purposeful. Yeah, it wasn't. <laughs> it's not supposed to be horrible, bad, or anything. It's supposed to be that easy girl i mean she's all about the titties like sure. clearly like she's a slut we need more slut representation so <laughs> you feel seen you feel seen <laughs> all right so I the look that. is by paco Duran look maria vargas dominiquez look art studio and dominique hair by quindam wigs so on the preview podcast i said that her promo look was like she walked into drag wars, but she didn't have any friends there to tell her how bad she looked. <laughs> and this is the sequel to that. This is exactly what this is. That is you a are read. <laughs> this is drag race. I'm expecting excellence at this point in time. She has walked in in a walk around look. 
it's basic. And after seeing the promo, she's not a look queen, but she's funny. She's a comedy queen, and not all comedy queens have to be glamorous, but and Frida is a more. brilliant example of that. Frida is a brilliant example. Not all comedy queens have to be glamorous. Some of them it just is. have to have friends who point them in the right direction. Unfortunately, Samantha is not that girl either. But. Correct. Um, <laughs> I'm going to give this a boot. I did not like it. We're gonna. I'm going a boot on this promo uh, entrance look. Yeah, no. Boot. I have no feelings. I don't hate it. I don't love it. It's a newt. It's a newt from me. All right. The audience was 21% to 79% boot. Not feeling it. Well, she is the first one to arrive and she's loving it. She's going to hang her sunglasses on her boobies and then shake them because she's just crazy like that. Oh, and she brought a drink with her because she's a lush. Honestly, that's a serve. If she knew she was first, she needed to be prepared because let's be real. This takes about four hours to film. Facts. From the far corners of the Milky Way, I come in peace. It's Onyx. She's 33 years old and she says from, she comes from outer space. She is the queen of fantasy and an intergalactic diva who's come to Earth to do all the fashion and bring out all the fantasies. She's wearing fashion products by Alvaro Navarro, boots by Alvaro Del Rio. I love the color story. The pastels are working wonderfully together. The mug is spectacular. The gloves are simple, but brings that cool cap to the look. The boots are killer. They pair well with the look. This is how you do an entrance look. A thousand percent. Loved it. Loved it. Loved it. Loved it. My favorite of all of them. I actually hated the. I'm just <laughs> oh my god! She... I was like, wow, this is gonna be a fun podcast. <laughs> I loved it. I loved every minute of it. Like she just, she gave us realization of character and storyline. It reminded me of when uh, Miss Fame walked into season seven, very much sure. like the Space Beauty, like intergalacticness but also taken to a level that felt um not like put on but like who she was yeah. you know this felt natural it felt like this is who Onyx yeah. is well she thought she was the first one in oh i'm sorry uh i'm gonna give it a two 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 audience 92 percent to eight percent boot um she thought she'd be the first one in and immediately samantha and onyx have a little cute tip is She's going to call Samantha short. I'm not sure how short she is, but I feel like she is probably not George's short, but she's, she's probably short. Oh, yeah. I love my little pocket twink, but when she revealed that she was 5'2", I was like, I could punt you. George's? Yeah. I love that for her. I, I wish that was me. Hello, Tiss. <laughs> I wish I was you. Hello, Tiss. Well, <laughs> Samantha is also... <laughs> So is also enamored with Onyx's contacts and Onyx is like, so are yours and that's shade, but we're apparently we're doing the reading challenge next week. So we'll save those reads for next time. <laughs> but Onyx says that Samantha has a mouth like a machine gun and I get it. She's just, it's one after another. She shut, doesn't shut up. When Samantha asks Onyx where she's from, she says Venus and no, she did not in fact get an Uber. She got in her spaceship and she got here. I love that she stayed in character. Slay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, honestly, she knows her brand. She knows her. Like, one thing as a drag artist, you have to know who you are, what you're representing. And even if you think back to her promo look, she did something very similar where it was this green, like extraterrestrial look. So it's very uh, consistent with her aesthetic. Yeah. 
Well, they then admire each other's breasticles, and it's a moment of touching, and I feel like this is probably the two of you following a gig. <laughs> admiring each other's breasticles? Just like touching and, and, and being drunk, silly idiots. No, me and I, for me and Priv would be looking in the mirror and be like, bitch, I look good. Like, good. I look good. And me and Priv would be like, they can't take us. They can honestly, they're sleeping on us. Like, that's that's me and Priv. <laughs> got it. And, got it. Yeah, me and Frida, you, we can't talk to other people in front of a mirror because we're too busy focused on ourselves. <laughs> yeah. After every gig, we go to the bathroom and not only are we hunting, um, but we are also just looking and making sure that we are being hunted. Like, That's we fair. are kind of, we're like, is anything out of place? She's helping me pin my wig in. I'm helping zip herself back up because she did six reveals during her number. Like, I yeah. even like at any moment we did, we recently did a, a red carpet event and we're, I'm checking it in. Meanwhile, this bitch, she fully walks in and asks before she walks the carpet, I need a mirror. Can anyone bring me a mirror? And a staff member <laughs> brings a full-length mirror and holds it for her as she checks herself before hitting that runway. Listen, I respect that. I respect that. I'm not walking onto the red carpet and looking busted. Like, as a professional photographer, I'm looking for details. Mm-hmm. Um, I also There's have the one of the security guards put on my nails for me while we were waiting in line. <laughs> and did you get his number? No. He was putting on my nails. I don't need oh. his number. Uh, maybe, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Someone call for takeaway zebra. It's Spain's ass, Von, Benedita Von Dash. Uh, she is a bearded woman with a lot of glamour to the point where you forget about the beard. And I'm like, that's the truth. I admire that she can say that about her chin strap. Um, the look by Antonio Velasco, hair by Stea. It's zebra stunning. I have to get used to the chin strap this season. She is my winner pick. But it's simple. The look is elegant and expensive. You're going to keep your eyes on her. She's going to bring you style eventually. But she is someone who I think is going to be in it till the end. I'm a fan of hers. She looked incredible. I yeah. love I love a feather. I love an accented feather. I thought the garment was absolutely stunning. I didn't even care for the beard, honestly. I thought, I thought it, she blended it really well yeah. as a like, placement for contour. I thought it, mm-hmm. she looked good. I I didn't understand why she had a cowbell. Neither did I. That that one I didn't get. I didn't understand why she walked in with a cowbell. Uh, I toot the look, but as far as the beard, I don't mind a bearded queen. I actually love, I wish I could be a beard, bearded queen myself. Sometimes I am, depending if I don't shave too well. But some something about the placement of the beard that I just am not on board with. I do wish it was more forward and more purposeful rather than underneath. I don't know if it's giving, it gives, it gives a great effect. If I'm far away and squinting my eyes, I can't tell, but why not make it more, more standout and more pronounced? Exactly. That's my only issue. Cause it, it literally is a chin strap. Um, it, it's I think that's there. What it's supposed to do. It's supposed to mimic yeah. a shadow. Yeah, and it's just, I think, when we think of bearded queens, perhaps this is not where we go to immediately, but it's still a beard. Yeah, but your idea of what a bearded queen is supposed to look like is not on her. <laughs> it's true, it's true. I'm waiting for Lucy Stool to get on Drag Race. That's the that's the bearded queen who needs to be on Drag Race. Um, but I'm going to get it to two as well. 
I loved it. I loved Luck, yeah. Toot it. The audience, 89% toot, 11% boot. Samantha knows Venedita, though it didn't seem like they've met before. But Samantha is sure she is all about that ass of hers. Venedita doesn't want to do a lot of nudity, but if she said that in confessional, we can only assume it's going to be coming this season. Samantha and Venedita call Onyx their pet and say there had been a, has to be a monster on the program. Was that shade or are we honoring Onyx's alternative side? That was shade. But also, I don't know. Onyx is monster right now. Onyx mm-hmm. could totally trespass onto a season of Dracula and call herself yeah. a super monster. Onyx, oh, yes. Well, Onyx says Venedita's presence is unsettling, and that's not a word that I ever want to be referred to as, but um, we'll see what that reveals later on. But Venedita and Onyx know each other, but they've never met. And the producer is trying to ask Onyx if she's turned on by her. And we get that slight little smile. So let's keep an eye out on that budding romance this season. Let's I'm keeping my eyes on, on Onyx for sure. <laughs> I love a budding romance. I love a buddy. Mm-hmm. Wow, we're gonna put a pin on that trade of the season. We're gonna we'll get to that conversation later on. Wow, that was a ooh, okay, interesting, interesting take. Because I think we're about to meet the trade of the season. Heaven's gates have opened up. I'll see you there. It's drag set less. She is the most famous drag queen from the Canary Islands. Shade to her mama, literally. Um, she says she will last longer than Dragulcano, and I'm going to say, yeah, most anybody could probably last longer than Dragulcano. Uh, this look is by Adrian Castellano Perez. The boots are back, higher than ever. She really loves those religious motifs and worships herself, but this is an incredibly well-executed look. All the pieces pair perfectly together, and that white face, it is well-defined. I, I'm obsessed with this look. Toots, toots, toots. It's quintessential drag from Isla Canarias. Um, I, I'm, I mean, I know my last. I think last season I wanted Drag Vulcano to go higher, and also I said that was a trade of the season. Um, and I'm a huge fan of drag from Isla Canarias, which is when you think about all the production and the and the competitions and the shows that they do out there. Like it's high drag. Um, yep. Toots, I love this look a thousand percent. Yeah, brilliant, brilliant. I think the motifs of spirituality twined with sexuality as far as like her being a visible queer person um, is just really smart. Um, I think her mug is fucking stunning. Um, I I love to toot overall, toot overall, especially in personality because they were very charming. The audience, 97% toot, 3% boot. I don't remember who that 3% is, but I'm calling you out. Bad choice. Right. The girl clearly know the girls know who she is when she walks into the room. Her reputation precedes her. Samantha calls Dudek Setless a showstopper with her super look and religious motifs. And of course, she came in to tribute herself. Samantha will mock her, but a bit as religious sounding music is played as underscoring. And I was like, this is just so camp. They are doing well with the music on Drag Race España once again. Setless will tell us about how in 2017 she offended a whole collective of people with her performance in Las Palmas Carnaval in Gran Canaria as she did a show dedicated to the Virgin and Jesus Christ. Um, is there a video of it? I really want to see what was so controversial about it. I can find out and get back to you, but um, yes, please. when it comes to anything, especially I think in the in 
the Latin world uh, because there's there's this polarity about mixing religion and sexuality. It's always seems like a taboo subject. I did a whole dedication to the Virgin Mary, um, and I tried booking the shoots at a church, even though I let them know what it, what the project was for. And it was with all respect, I still got kicked out. Wow. And I didn't wear anything where it was disrespectful. It was done tastefully. So it's always a very polarizing, a polarizing subject to mix drag and religion. Yeah. Did you see the look when she did it? The Virgin Mary? Yeah. Did, did, oh. both, did either one of you see her? I haven't seen it. You seen it? it? Is, yes. It is phenomenal. It is phenomenal. I oh, thought it was good. I pulled, I pulled that look for my own mood boards um, when create because I do a lot of like uh, portrait work that's specifically relating and twining like spirituality and sexuality um, in my own like art practice and in my own studies about sexuality. Ah, like it was brilliant. It was brilliant. And I'm a firm believer that the best art interrupts equilibrium. I'm a firm Absolutely. believer. In that. And what she did caused commotion, caused uh, uprising. And I think that's exactly what it was supposed to do. I the think I have- art starts conversation. I yeah. just saw the, the video uh, or a little uh, thumbnail. I'll send it to you so you can review it later. But yes, I've seen this actually already. Awesome. Yeah. Ooh, I'm excited. Um, I will tell to the listeners, um, I will admit that I recently just figured out exactly geographically where the Canary Islands are. Um, yeah, I didn't realize how deep into Africa it was, but cool. Mm-hmm. The more you know. It's brilliant. I love it. Onyx, yeah. well, go ahead. No, I was going to just uh, once again, like reiterate what Frida said. Anytime you bring sexuality and spirituality together, people are going to feel some type of way. I was on this set when Frida was kicked out of the church when like she was trying to do her tribute to the Virgin Mary like it is, mm. well Onyx will admit that she started doing drag because of set last which I think was really cool and while that cute moment is going on Samantha is at 100 as she's doing a little V with her finger and her tongue and jerking off the tentacles on Onyx so get used to Samantha she is there and she is going to be annoying what annoying (laughs) i relate to her i think she's so precious are you that person to be touching someone else's drag absolutely not but (laughs) if it is a sister or a friend that you're getting to know someone likes something cute something cash you know bitch of course especially you can can immediately tell when you're vibing with someone i think yeah she didn't i don't think she came off annoying to me like, that's fair, that's fair. I, I'm just a stan. I'm a stan. Like, All right. Well, someone she's going to get along with well. I'm not a dog. I'm not a cat. I'm a star. And you're not all that. Estrella Extravaganza. She is 25 years old. She is dark, flirty, fun, and frisky. This look is by Turbo Geminis. She's not going to serve you fashion, but she's going to give you reference and she's going to give you camp. And I'm impressed by her. Uh, that lip gag reveal was hilarious. Branding is key. I don't know if you got to see it on the episode, but in the photo that WoW released, her name is on the boot. It, she nailed the branding. Um, I'm excited by her, and I think she had a really good 
starting episode. Yeah, I think she could definitely be the narrator of the season. Mm-hmm. I loved her. I thought her look was everything. Yeah. Like, I'm a big fan. I, I think it's really interesting to see um, a second season after Carmen Farala wins and how a big girl comedy queen is getting the same kind of treatment and it's okay because all drag it matters like that. It all, it's all valid and I'm, I'm very excited by Estrella even if some people are going to knock her looks down because uh, one, I reveal the two boot numbers you're going to be pissed because uh, I was but I'm excited by her. I think she's going to be good TV. Yeah. What were the I, numbers? What were the numbers? 38% toot, 62% boot. They're fat phobic. <laughs> honestly, <laughs> honestly, <laughs> listeners, you might be. Right. Well, that's what I thought uh, Setless was going to be a big girl, but she says she's tiny. Setless will tell us that. <laughs> Australia was stuffed in. Her face wouldn't stop dripping. Listen, it's hard for us big girls. We sweat a lot. It happens especially when there are a lot of TV lights on top of you. But Samantha and Australia know each other and describe her as something that just doesn't make sense. She'll even ask Australia why she's dressed as a bin bag, which is kind of lovable shade. You know each other. They can say that. Australia is going to ask the other girls if she sings and if she's sweating. They tell her no, and that's not sisterhood at all. Don't lie to the poor girl. You got two more hours to go. Listen... I've been that girl who lies. It's a lie. <laughs> what did you say? You lie to me all the time. I do. I tell you, you look pretty every single time I see you. <laughs> Her favorite but... thing to say is, you look good. <laughs> Actually, my favorite thing to say is, every time I walk in front into the room and Frida's there, I just take one look and I'm like, Brave. Brave. <laughs> <laughs> then I just walk away. Atreya <laughs> tells us that she has worked with Samantha once, and she's one of those people you get a good feeling from when you work, work with them, and they all decide they're going to hide before the next girl walks in, because you know what? Why not? Karma has arrived. It's Madrid's Ariel Rec. She is 33 years old, and I did not expect the person to be under the makeup. That confessional look was something else, wasn't it? <laughs> yes they I mean, are something mm-hmm. she says she is urban and loony her look is by Alvaro Marino Ariel is going to give you rock and roll and edge but it's pebbles grown up and this is her now honestly I like it but it's a bit on the boring side I expected a little more out of her but she gave it to you in that confessional look she is so cute <laughs> I thought she was so cute and I her- liked the entrance look. I just didn't understand, like, what was the point of taking off the jacket? Did you really expect to gag us? Maybe I could already see your outfit. Right. It didn't make any sense. It didn't make sense. Like, I understand, like, if, if it's for a lip sync moment and, like, you're like, I just for a lip syncing moment, just to do something cute like that. Yes. But for an entrance, like, maybe it, it did, I don't think it needed that. Maybe it was hot. You got a lot of TV. I'll give it a two. I still give it a two. It's a two. The audience, 73% toot, 27% boot. 
So she believes that she's the first one in and says that's super iconic, but her bubble is going to burst when Estrella starts gagging, literally. Benedita says she is surprised to see Ariel there as she never sees her wear heels and says this will be a first for her. How could you get on Drag Race if you don't wear heels? That's that's blasphemy. There are other shoes. There are other shoes. You can wear a boot. That's fair. Well, Ariel reveals that her sister is Killer Queen, one of my favorites from last season, and she hopes to pick up the baton from her. Uh, Interesting. I don't see like a family resemblance between the two of them, but you don't have to be the same type of drag artist, kind of like Crystal and Diabetti are. Uh, You could, but you could still have familiar ties. Yeah. I mean, look at Olivia Lux and Madeline Hatter. Like, completely fair. different styles of drag, but Madeline is very much still her drag mother. That's fair. Ariel shares that Killer Queen refers to her as her fairy godmother and is happy that she was on the show now. Ariel is going to ask Setless if she feels pressure that Volcano being on the show before her, and she's like, not a chance. And Onyx is like, Ariel, you're just coming here to play already. And she's just, she's a curious person. I didn't find it as a shady comment, but I feel like the girls already have an opinion on Ariel that we just haven't learned yet. I think maybe because of Killer Queen being so out there and I mean, maybe they have their presumptions about who she is because of the association. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're, for the most part, everyone was sleeping on Killer Queen. I think a lot of people did not expect her to make it to the finale the way she did. I thought I knew it because I was a big fan of hers, but uh, maybe, yeah, maybe it's the preconceived notions of Killer Queen that's getting toward Ariel. Yeah. All right, I'm excited for this one. Uh, arm your troops, ladies, because here comes the Marina obsessed. She is the non-binary goddess of Barcelona. She is fashion, film, Gautier, but above all else, she is a performer. This look is by Javier Navas Catalan, hair by Ruben Marmal. Brilliant. From the execution to the shop, the, the uh, ship wheel purse, it's nautical fashion. The striped latex so- top and socks are magnificent. She is walking art. I'm obsessed with marina very cute very cute person oh yeah Just- loved it. the whole concept it ties into her name it's branding i i'm obsessed with it it's so good yeah I'm i just wish we got more of the back because that's where the name is uh on the the i don't i don't know what the, the back part of a sailor suit is but i loved it i i think this was so cool mm-hmm. um the girls are okay i'm gonna give it a two 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 Two, two, Audience two. went 81% toot, 19% boot. The girls are gagged to see her, especially Estrella. Uh, she is going to kill herself. She loves her so much. Estrella goes on to say that at first, it's hard to understand Marina as she comes off as a little cold and distant, but she's a really cool girl. The girls ask if she's just Marina, and she says yes, and that's because, according to the wiki at one point, uh, it's no longer there, she used to be known as Marina Forever. Uh, so I guess for whatever reason, dropped the last name. They're all going to try to give her a last name and she's just not buying any of it. And she's just going to say Marina, nothing more. Somehow we're getting even more hate on Ariel again, as Marina will tell us that she finds her drag to be boring. Mm-hmm. Where did this come from? Why are we hitting on Ariel? This, that came out of left field. I think when you're placed into a competition set, like setting, your initial instinct will always be to compare yourself to the people around you. And so in some way, shape, or form, this is saying a lot more about Marina than it does about Ariel, but that she's projecting her insecurities. Yeah. Like, why do you have to put somebody down 
to make yourself feel better like during this like it has nothing to do with you i will say also like i wasn't gagged over marina's look either i'm not going to sit here and say that it was you know i think she looked beautiful just in the same way that Ariel looked beautiful but both of them were pretty like predictable both sure. of them were, mm. I think Ariel's was more predictable than Marina. Marina, um, are you kidding me? Marina's was totally predictable. And branding, I'm not saying it's like not that. It's like, but to sit there and like critique someone and say that their look is boring when your look is not anything special. You didn't come out here looking like an alien like Onyx. Right. I do think that 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 her comment just did come from insecurities. But I think is it is it also because of association, like Obviously, there's a certain aesthetic that's like a checklist of drag, of, of mainstream drag that Ariel may be hitting more so than Marina. And maybe that's what she was referring to, but that doesn't make it valid. Yeah. Onyx does note that they have a unique and varied cast. And Samantha says that no one has arrived that made her just wants, want to leave yet. And Australia says she's going to get along with everyone. Oh, just you wait, dearie. Producers heard it and they said, we're putting her in next. Because what you want is for the tiger to eat me. But in this competition, I eat the tiger. It's the 18-year-old Hota Karahota from Res de la Frontera, where they eat potatoes whole. Can someone explain that part to me? It's funny because I think that's, that was on, on Privilege's Grinder. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's my bio, actually. For looking for rich and ready to die. <laughs> um. I, I mean, I eat baked potatoes. Like that's, but I don't. Eat, I, I, I guess that's like kind of eating them whole. Darling, you're asking the wrong one. I am not from Spain. <laughs> I don't. I don't understand that part either. Uh, as far as eating potatoes whole, uh, I usually chop mine up into pieces because I have a small, delicate female mouth. Oh, of course, naturally, naturally. There. <laughs> Well, she defines herself as a neo-folklorica Martian drag artist. Um, we'll dissect that at some point, I'm sure. She says it can, it's because she can dance flamenco to electronic music. And I'm actually here for that. I love when we combine styles. Like, I want to see that. Her look is by David Rodriguez. Wigs by Quindam Wigs. Ears by Maria Fernandez. I want to like her. It's going to take me a little time to warm up to her. Why the tiger? Why the exposed corset? She is a big old why to me. Um, but I do love the flamenco elements of the look. I don't understand the tiger. I mean, I guess she, I know she made a reference to it, but it doesn't tie in with her whole look. Um, I love for an 18-year-old to look this polished. Yes. That's exactly what I said. Yeah. I was like, wow. Fuck my drag. Right. Yeah. If I had found um, myself at that age, oh, it would be over for everyone. She's very Instead, mature for 18, too. I found myself at 19, so. Wow. <laughs> one year, one year difference. It's incredible. I'm I do like, <laughs> same. I do like the look. I'll give it a two. But exposed corsets, that's a no-no for me, usually. And we'll get to it later. I mean, I want to zoom in on the on the picture, but like, it doesn't. I see the effect that it's giving with the whole garment, and I'm not mad at it. Do it inside. That's why you have it inside. I don't True, know. But it, 
it's tying into like the black features of the trim and that's the only reason why i accept it because it works for the whole look we've definitely yeah. seen queens on the runway who put it on because they need something to cinch their body and they have nothing else to do correct listen leave my name out of your mouth <laughs> <laughs> all right so it's a two for me two it's a two audience loved it 89% to 11% boot now Samantha can't believe she's here and in a positive way and leave it to the bitch to ask her if the jewels are quality or from a bazaar uh, and I'm <laughs> like Sam what are you wearing come on come on girl now when Estrella saw Jota walk through the door she was not too happy she says there are like three drag artists in all of Spain that she can't stomach and bitch I better found out, find out why this season, unlike last season with Dovima and Sagittarius' boyfriend drama, that was left untold. So we better find out the answer of this one. Right. I still want to know what was what happened between the two of them. Have you DM'd them? I haven't. I should DM Sagittarius. I don't think she knows I exist. Sad well, world. Sad you'll world. never know unless you try. It's true. Back. I mean, listen. There, there are a couple uh, Rue girls that have I've interacted with. Um, I'm still waiting for Scarlet Harlot to notice me, but one day. Just keep sending DMs. They read them. Yeah. <laughs> they, read them. they don't respond, but they read them. There's the team. Mm-hmm. Well, Estrella will ask if Jota is wearing one lash on purpose, and she says in honor of Marilyn Manson. Jota says Estrella is full of herself, and she thinks that Estrella went to Barcelona and now thinks she's an international star. Well, to be fair, she is on a TV show that is on internationally, so she can claim that now, but you can too. You both can. Now, Onyx asks about the tiger, and Hota says, it's the universal pet. <laughs> Baby, not tiger again. Not that. Now, I mean, maybe she's 18-year-old. Maybe she needs a, a comfort animal with her at all times. That's her security blanket. <laughs> Literally. It's 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 Linus in the blankie. All right. <laughs> Marisa Prisa has joined the battle to battle to down battle. She is 28 years old from Galicia. She's giving me Alona Verily vibes, and that's not the tea, sissy. Uh, she comes from Lugo where there is good fish. Uh, I would not ever know because I do not eat fish. She is a townswoman who aspires to be a Beverly Hills trophy wife, and I thought that was a that's a good good branding, a good story to sell even though I do not see it in her drag whatsoever. She says she is a comedian with a complicated sense of humor. What does that mean? Um, so, yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I couldn't even tell you. I'm so confused at everything that happened anytime she's on air. Yeah, same. The look, the look is just not it. The hair is not it. The face is not it. I don't like it. It hasn't been it since the prom- promo look. No. Um, why why would that reveal too like I don't understand it correct the positive she has a Mickey Mouse tattoo (laughs) no how is that a positive they just they just agreed to be on the right side of history by saying that they did they they did don't say hate in Florida they just agreed oh that's true never mind they did put out a statement and said they are going to try to get it repealed so we have to give them some hope, even though it took too long. Um, right. But yeah, this reveal had no benefits. It was not a big enough uh, payoff. We've seen Sergene do something where the skirt comes out, but she had an entire like set piece within her skirt. This was not it. She pulled out a basket of peppers. It didn't work. Uh, it Overall, Maria says a boot. I stand with Jota. 
She doesn't do anything. It, it is a boot. Yeah. But that said, she doesn't do anything. It's true. Um, the audience, 22% to 78% boot. Uh, they joke that they didn't know they had Dragon Gracia, and she's like, neither did I. Uh, but as you said, they praise her for being the first Galatian drag queen on the show, but then Hoda's like, she's a statue in a museum. Just standing there. And she doesn't do anything but stand there with a pretty face. But she did say she had a pretty face, so that's one good thing. She's a liar, too, so don't trust her. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Ooh. Adjust your sets, because here comes color tv she is 26 years old and her name is diamante mary brown and born on the precious island of the dominican republic but now lives in madrid she defines herself as a whore she is a donut bumper here to twerk all right the look is by parado paradise i just want to say the chainmail does not elevate this look and this is once again a walk around look on drag race i think it had so much potential like i wish that ponytail moment was something just way more more exaggerated. I wanted more. High pony, like make it high. Like give us, yeah, I didn't like even know it's ponytail. More chains, more length, more yeah. drama. I didn't like the look at all. I think it's yeah. a boot. I think that it's, hair. Oh, it's absolutely a boot. 100% a boot. I also don't think like this hair shape favors her frame. Proportions are not her friend. We will see that on the runway later on. Literally, she work on proportions. The pants were also. I don't. I just don't understand this outfit. No. And it just. It could have been better. Yeah, it's a boot. It's a boot. Yeah. Audience. Try. She did try. Fourteen percent to eighty-six percent boot. Hota can't believe the amount is there. Uh girl, do you get along with anyone? Apparently not. At eighteen years old. <laughs> um. Diamante doesn't care if Hota looked happy she was there. Let's hear about this rivalry, too. And we're actually going to hear about it in this moment. So, one time in this club, Hota was talking about Diamante's drag group and said they were out looking like a bunch of colorful frogs. And instead of, them, instead of calling them by their name, she called them frog queens. And Diamante got really pissed off on social media. But when she came to the club, she was fake and said hello like nothing ever happened. And I was like, wait, did that happen in Spain or New York? I feel like that's a New York thing, too. To call someone a frog? Just to, to call people out, be uh, nasty on social media, and then uh, be like, oh, sister, at the club. Absolutely. It's also, oh. it's just a queen thing, I think, yeah. in yeah. general. You know, it's, I love Hotha. <laughs> she is my favorite. So, is calling a queen a frog a derogatory thing? Yeah, I call Frida Shrek all the time, the Shrek of drag. And I mean it in a derogatory way. I mean, she does a really good job of turning herself into Fiona, but baby, an ogre nonetheless. Peter, <laughs> uh, when are you going to put your reads in? Are you saving them to the end? Oh, I'm canceling her booking as we speak. <laughs> 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 it's okay, they're not paying me enough. <laughs> <laughs> all right well with 10 in the room they're expecting supreme to come out but alas there are more kids to come hello girls don't piss off my pussy i haven't put it in yet jerezy de Clee, uh 31 years old she was born in madrid grew up in brussels and works in paris at the madame arthur cabaret where the first trans woman performed in the 50s as she is also a trans girl and a lyrical dancer who does drag her drag is inspired by the opera the golden tones the brooches and the glamour her look is by Francois Tamarine. What a fascinating human. 
maybe not the best first impression. I hate the wonky lash. The dress itself is great, but the hair ruins it all. Either pick mesh gloves or ribbon, not both. But overall, I, I'm intrigued by her. Same. I, I There's things that I'm, that I'm like, I'm excited to see more of her. I mean, what I did like the most was just the dress itself and like the structure and um, the print. Um, I mean, there's different things that stylistically I didn't care for as well, but I'm excited for her for her and just her point of view. And it seems like something that we, that we haven't seen on TV before. Yeah. Yeah, her dress was beautiful. My favorite part was just the dress. Yeah, the hair I was agree. absolutely awful. I hated the hair and the makeup made no sense. And like, I just, it didn't make sense to me. There was no, there was no intention behind any of it, you know? I'm gonna give it a boot. She looks good. I give it, I give it a boot. I give it a soft boot because I like the dress a lot. The audience, very much in the middle, 51% to 49% boot. She is going just not to say hello to anyone and just head to the end of the table where Samantha is. They introduce themselves to one another and the other's like kind of pissed off that she didn't greet them. Hota <laughs> can't understand what she's saying. So cue the montage of everyone trying to pronounce her name, myself included. If you listen to the preview podcast, I was like, I'm just not going to say her name because I still can't figure it out. Shirigi, Shirigi, Shirigi. What do we do? How, how do we that say it? What? what is her name? Shirigi. J-U-R-I-J-I. I think the key is to say it differently each time. Let's do it. <laughs> um, Marisa is going to offer Juriji one of her peppers. And the bitch is going to down it. Stem and all. Could you? Would you? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Wow, brave. Yeah. I couldn't. I can't I love peppers. Well, also, <laughs> not all peppers. Like, probably not even a spicy pepper. And even if it is a spicy pepper, of course. Yeah, I just got the set crew member to get you water and a mirror to look at yourself to make sure that you're okay. That part. <laughs> okay, what if it's a ghost pepper? Ooh, on national television, of course. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Um, right, also, right. reference to the first season, didn't... Uh, who brought food on set as their entrance? Silky Nut Meganash. No, in España. No. I know. Someone brought you, uh, was it? I don't remember. I'm trying to go yeah. through them. She brought, she brought, uh, was it pork grains? Oh, oh, who was it? It was the Macarena. There you go. Macarena brought it. It was the Macarena. Yeah. Yep. Crunch, All right. Munch, munch. Sookie, good lunch. It's here to eat the lunch. <laughs> Ray, what would you bring on your entrance line? Hot Cheetos. Oh, my entrance line? Yeah. If, if you brought food. What food would you bring? Oh, I'd bring a concha. <laughs> well, not concha. A concha, just so you know, like, depending on where, what Latin American country you're from, but in Mexico, it is a sweet bread in the shape of a conch shell, or like kind of like a seashell. But nice. in other Latin American countries, it refers to the pusuata. Mm-hmm. I love it. Um, next up, and finally... I was going to come out as Goya, but that rhyme was too easy for a girl this complex. And the Oscar goes to, wrong competition. It's Sharon, and she is 45 from Barcelona. She says she is a cutout doll. You can dress her as a firefighter or a doctor or a stripper. 
and she is an icon, according to Samantha. Her look is by Gustavo Adolfo Tati, hair by A&J Centro, heels by Richard War. There is a reverence to Sharon, and this is an homage to old school drag. I love the mirrored pieces. They're all placed well. It's very playful. She looks so much younger than she actually is. She's an icon. She can walk into the room and sell it. And this is what Bag of Chips thought she looked like when she dressed as an Oscar. <laughs> I hated the look. I hated it. You didn't like it? No. I can understand it. My favorite part was the belt because I own the same one. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just like her beat. Like, honestly, she doesn't beat herself to look older. I just hated the outfit, though. I wish I needed, I needed more of those mirror moments to give you that full, like, fantasy. I wasn't... And then also just the different shapes of it. it didn't make, why, why squared and why circled? It was tacky. It was tacky. That's fair. Like, I'll give it a two. Gold. I hate the color gold. I give fair. it a boo. I love the color gold, but I just... Not that. Gold is tacky to me. It, like, it never looks expensive. It looks cheap. Like, I don't so You're booting it? Absolutely. Her audience absolutely stunning. Audience went 57% toot, 43% boot. When Venedita saw Sharon come in, she's like, ladies, get your things. She notes that she can sing, dance, imitations, and she finds her to be the strongest competition. Sharon is coming in without any expectations. She's here to have fun, and she tells them that they are lucky to have this experience they're about to have. Ariel will throw a dig at her and says it's great to have her generation represented there. What a sweet way to call her old. I started <laughs> cackling. I started, it sent me when she said that. I was like, yeah. Ariel, why would you say, oh, I don't know. I'm not the kind of bitch who's going to sit there and come for someone who's been doing drag longer than me like that. Yeah. You know, if, it, I'm come for you, then you if, come back. If that came from Hota, who is 18, Sharon is 45, literally more than double her age then i probably would have leaped across the table and strangled her um <laughs> but it was still funny and she says she doesn't age the age doesn't bother her it's an advantage in her eye she's keen relaxed and has the energy to give it all so you would will smith the situation cool girl yeah i would <laughs> absolutely um the alarm sounds and it's time to get greeted by supreme deluxe I love Boom. the wig. I love the wig. Um, it's white, but with pink streaks. She's de-aging herself. Finally, we're getting some de-aging here. But when she Honestly. walks in, that suit is a conglomeration of all the colors she wore every time she walked in the workroom during season one. Look out, Ruth. She's come for your style gig. She definitely had a glow up from first season to second season. I wonder who's doing her makeup now. I don't know. Uh, because it, even the wigs are better. I'm so glad. Like It's not just that same... Like the same wig, the same white wig that's teased up. I'm not talking about yours, privilege. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I was gonna say, I was like that same white wig that's teased up. I'm like, (laughs) three times. Um, But that suit, come on, that was a lot of fun. All right, the good news is the season will last longer with more queens. The bad news is they haven't changed her scriptwriter. I hope they change the scriptwriter for the acting challenge because that one was still hard to watch. But the alas, good news, the good yeah. news, there's no chocolate. Mm. Tea. <laughs> oh God, don't do. Oh, it's triggered. Alas, <laughs> it's time to find out who will be crowned after the tanned mahogany goddess Carmen Ferrara. 
She tells them to stand out in charisma, authenticity, character, and talent. C-A-C-T. Is that a thing? Is that, does that mean anything? No. C-A-C-T. No. It's just a win. Like, the original. Yeah. Supreme welcomes the pit crew, and we learn it is Eric from Barcelona, who is a trans boy. We love trans representation on Drag Race. Honestly, Drag Race America could never on their side. Never! Mm-hmm. Come on, Gottmik. Let's do it. Pit crew. <laughs> And and everyone's so mm, I think it's looking good. Yeah, the cast also, or yeah, the the pit crew. Oh, I'm still looking at the cast. The cast is really trying. I'm a girl who likes to kai kai. <laughs> who are you? Um, who is your NYC crush? Who would you kai kai with? Um, How much time do we have? <laughs> <laughs> my my current one or my past? <laughs> like I got a lot. Top got a, three. Top three. Um, queens who I would kai kai with, queens who I would like to. I don't know. This is so on the spot. Let me think. Rita, okay. do you have any? No. <laughs> Listen, I don't. I have enough glitter residue all over my face, and like, no, I don't want to. I don't want more in the bed. I'm good. That's fair. That's fair. Kimmy mm-hmm. Moore. Okay. Yes. Um, Chelsea Piers. All right, yeah. And what is that girl's name? Prima Love. All right. Oh, Prima. I love Prima. Yeah. Prima's telling them they look so glamorous for the Goya Awards that they're going to just strip it all down and do a nude photo shoot. The fear on all their faces. They're like, excuse me? Day one? Really? They're going to be doing a riff on Goya's The Naked Maha. Um, as Samantha puts it, the painting is of a naked woman with her pussy out and smelling her pits. Are you familiar with this painting prior to this episode? Yes. yes. What would you do for this challenge? Ooh. To be nude? Mm-hmm. Oh, I would go full frontal. Full yeah. frontal, everything. Exaggerate it even more. Um, if I was going to be recreating this image for myself, I want long ass fucking hair, long ass fucking hair. I want hair that touches the fucking ground. Picture Miss Cracker hair from the uh, the reunion. Uh-huh. I want that. I want the bundles, and I want it draping over my naked body, and I want to be glistening. I mean, I want so much body oil. That's what All I right. want. Because when you think of photo shoots, you want shimmer, you want light, you want accent points. I want cunt eye. That is what I want. Here for it, Frida. Um, I have this swimsuit that I got off of Amazon that is a dad bod. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> so oh, I yeah. think I would come in with like a robe and like looking all pretty up on top, and then just fully give you dad bod, but still give you pose. I would be here for it. Where you're like, I don't know if I am attracted to this, but I like it. Well, they're going to choose how they carry out this historic painting, but the challenge is going to consist of them posing like models. Halta thinks Goya is old, and while there are paintings of his she likes, it's not what she wants to do. The queens are going to go off to get their nudes ready, and it's arts and crafts time, literally. The table is full, um, uh, fabric, pipe cleaners, paint. I was like, oh, we're really going into kindergarten, but I'm here for it. Now, as they pull the nude bodysuits, Diamante knows that the color is... A little dark. Did, mm-hmm. 
did they not do their homework or did they just not have a nude color for um queens like diamante in spain i mean that's very that tracks when do they ever have the right materials yeah it's very spring but spain? she's like you know what? she's gonna look like me now she's here for it ariel is gonna pull a uh, mermaid look and celeste is worried about the comedy queens in the challenge like this cut straight to astrea who is having fun Samantha is playing around with her boobs and Sharon finds her hilarious, reminding her of Luan Argulis, uh, who is a television presenter. I was unfamiliar, but um, she sounds fun. Australia removes her body shaper and she goes, free Willy. That was hilarious. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love her. Yeah, me too. I thought she was okay. I don't know. All right. I'm... Well, it's. Yeah, I yeah. love her. No, I love her, but I like it's a photo shoot. I mean, I get it. Be funny, but make it good. Well, we're going to get on set and we have Mista as the photographer who has shot Supreme and Carmen before, so he knows how to get the best out of a drag queen. And obviously Privilege also knows how to get the best out of a drag queen in the photo because some of those photos are fucking brilliant. Thank you. Thank you. That's what I do. Yeah, Booker, Booker. (laughs) You're probably too booked at this point. I, I'm really booked right now, but I'm <laughs> always accepting. I love it. in the future. This I, summer. Yeah. No. <laughs> we can squeeze okay, you in. All right. So Ariel is first. And well, she needs to go back to kindergarten. Um, those shells were terrible. The glitter was needed some work. Um, and her face, she is serving no expression. When they brought that frame in, she looked literally like a deer in headlights. <laughs> I was, I was kind of was expecting uh something more like are they gonna put like some crazy element like they've done in the past where it's like a fucking strong ass wind machine or sure yeah i was ex- expecting something crazy i mean last year they did it on a fucking mechanical pull right or like even like if they did like they were starting to splash paint on them yeah okay yeah. that'd be fun all right drag set less is tiny and she's showing that boy body i'm not mad she's cute um, also, one episode in the banana bananas in the mouth have returned. I really need an explanation about the bananas in the mouth from Carmen for all last season. I still don't get it. It's a dick. Yeah. Okay. What is there not yet? It's foul. I don't know. Well, because I guess it was a part of the show, uh, the um, the series that it was based on when she did it in that uh, um, the acting challenge. Yeah. It was just dick. It's all it was supposed to represent. Multiple dicks at once? It's just supposed to be just a new show of like... Okay, okay. They're the throat goat. Mm -hmm. Ah! I can't wait for until throat goat is a lip sync song on Drag Race. (laughs) (laughs) I... They they killed it, I thought. Like, they were my favorite. Yeah. Marina has M's on her tits and I live. She's sexy wearing her birthday suit. Uh, she said, fuck the nude bodysuit, giving old Hollywood glamour music as they give her this. Oh, it was fitting. I adored it. Estrella's turn, and she has fashioned saggy tits out of the bodysuit. She has also put giant nose hairs in, and this is surrealistic camp. She is a fun one, and that's the point. Just have fun. Was it the best photo? Absolutely not. No. It was honestly all about being entertaining. And yes. That- she was hilarious. I don't know. I can't hear the word photo and not be serious about it. <laughs> and 
Like maybe that's my own personal thing. My my worlds are just too twined at this Mm -hmm. point. Yeah. But it wasn't good. It wasn't good. It was not good. I agree. Hoda Hoda is, of course, looking like Eve and has the tiger with her. Uh, She's really trying to make uh, tiger happen. She probably already bought so much of the merch as tigers and is really pushing for that. Yeah, that's probably it. Um, Jorigi is up next and she has new hair. It's silver all over as she's painted herself silver. Uh, she says she is the Maha of the future. She knows how to pose for sexiness. We have the Amante who is getting dirty. Her drag is like season four of Drag Race. Fun to watch, but busted all over. <laughs> That is so not it. Yes. Okay. Bye. <laughs> Onyx put some leaves and bananas on her body. I wasn't impressed, but also like maybe this isn't the challenge you want to go like super hardcore in because you want to like not be super impressive and then get to the runway later on and be like, ha ha, bitches, look what I can do. Yeah, fully that. <sighs> Benedita is of course gonna go burlesque. Her ass is hanging out. I did not love seeing the um, the the tights like with the ass. It, it didn't really help the look. If you're gonna just show the ass, like give me skin. Screw the padding. Let's see the skin. Yes. Yeah, I I I, I could have done without the fishnets. Like it doesn't make yeah. sense. Marisa Parisa has no idea what she's doing. I have to say that the way she glittered her underboobs kind of made it look like surgical scars. Not sure if that was the intent, just an observation. Mm. Samantha has taken all of the puffy balls and put them on her like this was a terrible design challenge, which it essentially was. Um, She has also deemed the pit crew, not to be pit crew, but to be escorts. So there's that. And then Mm -hmm. she's going to top them all. And even Supreme joins in. Listen, that was funny. The game is to have fun. Supreme was having fun. And this is why she's going to be on the show longer than some of our faves. It's inevitable. She is she, good she TV. Is she is. Well. That's right. She is your favorite. She's stupid. So, um, it, she, she is. It surrounds time and she has drawn on her nude suit with tats and all. I think this was kind of edgy for an old bitch. It was. It was really edgy. Yeah. I, love well done. Harry, I love the hairy puss. Yeah. Little, little tattoos, yeah. I liked it. Senora de Alba. That's what she has on her arm. Yep. Mm-hmm. The winner of the mini challenge is announced and comedy triumphs. It's Estrella. She wins a collection of Crash Cosmetics worth 500 euros. So remember how Supreme told them it was about twos? Well, for this week's Maxi Challenge, they are tasked to serve two looks on the runway. First mm-hmm. is the inspiration from someone who comes from their hometown. Second is something that symbolizes their hometown. What would you both do for these categories? So it's funny because I was watching this show with my best friend who was visiting from back home in California, and uh, I'm gonna say I'm I'm gonna say what she should she would have done, and I was I thought it was hilarious. So we live in a in a small town in California California called Fontana, and they know they are known for having chicken farms, but they're also known for having orange groves and grapes and random taco spots. So she said that she would do 
a layered look where it's she comes out as a chicken and then pulls out an orange starts eating the orange starts eating the grape and then takes off the beak to reveal into a full taco man with a mustache um i'm like this is ridiculous and that is very her i'm like come on she's gonna be the queen of the season <laughs> nice and then frida would borrow that look because that is fitting. oh a thousand percent <laughs> After that, i'm like i'm taking your look to drag race <laughs> i'm from <laughs> las vegas it's a very small indie city you probably have never heard of it never heard <laughs> of that. i would go so showgirl i would be so show- so predictable I love um, it though. But predict like they want predictable for Vegas. You know, when you Absolutely. come from, when you come from an iconographically like place city, like you have to do that. It's not like I'm coming from middle of nowhere where you can really just push it and go random. Vegas is known for showgirls and prostitutes and sex. Yeah. And I want to be all that. Now, Supreme is going to up the anxiety and pressure and reveal that the first special guest judge is Gloria Trevi. Who wants to tell us all about her? That one. <laughs> She's been waiting all night. <laughs> all right, I think her. <laughs> Honestly, she's an icon, not just in Mexican pop history, but uh, she's had a crazy controversial past, but she's been able to transcend that troublesome um, history. And as um, a stand for for the LGBTQ community. And she's very passionate about it, very vocal. She's hired queens and pay them rightfully so to do her concerts, her music videos, and she's very unapologetic. Now, when I was doing the research for the preview podcast, I, I told my guests then that I was gonna save the whole um, Gloria history for Frida because I knew how much you loved her. Um, but I guess I think the New York Times article when you know she was arrested and everything, Called her the Madonna of Mexico. Is that fair to say? Um, I actually think she's bigger than that, to be honest with you. Like, Madonna has did not have controversy controversies like she did, um, and to be able to rise above that, like she did jail time. Yeah. Well, do you do you want to uh, get into that a little and, and share a little bit about that story? I mean, she, so she was. She was dealing with someone that was help, trying to help propel her career and she was honestly brainwashed into doing this whole like ring of prostituting uh, young girls to be, first of all, to exploit them. And she was kind of, she was associated with it and knew it was happening, but at the same time she was manipulated into a lot of it. And uh, she assumed responsibility being uh, associated with all this and, um, but luckily she's done her time and she's admitted fault to what she, uh, you know, what she was a part of and has no ties to that person anymore. Like they, they're not, they're not relevant at all. Yeah, well, I mean, she definitely got a reaction out of all those queens there. They were very, very excited to know she was there. Privilege, do you have such revere for her as well? Did you say something? Oh yeah, just uh, do you do you love her as much as Frida does? I'm sorry, my sound cut off when I was trying to flip <laughs> your lips. <laughs> um, I mean, not as much as Frida. You know, Frida Frida's a stan. I think she's a brilliant, talented musician. I'm not like a really big fan of like the music. I I don't know. I guess I'm just not a fan, like fan girl. I think she's sure. an incredible artist. 
I think she is phenomenal. I would have gagged if she was there, honestly. And you best believe I would have taken a selfie and sent it to my mother because my mother is a stan, but I am not. And I guess that's part of my own, you know, identity as a first gen. Sure. Yeah. And then like when, sorry to like cut you off, but um, for the direction of where mainstream pop music in Mexico was, uh, it was very tamed and she was very unapologetic about being sexual and like teasing her hair and like dry humping the floor. Um, and my mom even loved her. And I actually, so my sister for Halloween one time dressed up as her, when we, this is when we lived in California. Um, and I went to go pick up my sister cause we went to different schools and she was crying. And she said that she was crying because uh, the kids at school kept pulling her hair thinking that it was a wig. Um, but it was my mom teased up her hair to look as big as hers. Oh, have I you done that. a Gloria illusion yet? I don't really do illusions, but I, I she's definitely in my mixes. Mm-hmm. So I've done like I've and included- honestly, Frida kind of looks like her just in general. She, honestly, we all look the same, according to uh, a whole bunch of queens in my hand calling all of us Frida. They come up to me and they're like, "I'm such a fan, Frida Kulo," and I'm like, first of all." I'm not even dressed anything like her. I have taste. <laughs> Wait, who are these bitches? It's white people. Honestly, it's white people. Uh, After the show, I'll go find out who these names are because I'm not. Uh, I hope I haven't had them on the show before. Oh, you probably have. Probably. Uh, right, the thing we'll, we'll is, find out. the statement that I will say is all white people are born into racism and therefore have to spend the rest of their lives unlearning it. Some of them don't. And then they. That's fair. Just spill that out onto us and it's a microaggression it's why i'm so big on getting people's names right like when speaking to them because names especially chosen ones matter to me and when someone sits there and calls me frida i'm like work like you have no idea who i am and you're relating me to this person who like you just see a brown skin girl and you're like that must be her you see someone talking spanish especially because frida's whole brand is it's all about representing Latin culture and Latin America. I, I'm not repping the same brand. We are from the same country. We are both proud of being unapologetically brown, but Frida's whole premise behind her drag is that identity. Yeah. My identity transcends beyond that because my experience is different than Frida's. You know, her art is rooted in that because that is where she finds inspiration as opposed to mine, which is twined more to my art history background and exploring identity and my own identity as a like non-binary trans feminine individual. You know, we are both just brown. Yep. People look at us and say, you must be Frida, especially because we're really good friends. Yeah. Better Manhattan Queens. All right. <laughs> it is elimination day and the Queens walk in doing the Labada Lambada, led by Derek Sitlas. She is a bottom. I'm here for it. So, of course, she has all those people behind her. They have two looks to get ready for. They're calm, and they have the kumbaya, but they don't realize someone's time is coming. So, Diamante wants to know who's going to go home first, and Hota believes if it's between her and Diamante, Diamante is gone. And if she's gone, that means they don't have to argue. And now the discussion turns to who the trade of the season is. Of course, we know that means who is the hottest. Um, Frida, who did you say before? Um, I'm between two people. Um, 
Honestly, honestly is one, and then Ariel is the other one. Okay, okay. Privilege, who would you go with? Marina and um, uh, just I think Marina. Marina. I, I drag set less is mine. I she's she's a cutie. Who? Drag set less, our, our canary queen. The most famous queen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, literally. Um, she's cute. Samantha will say straight out that it's Benedita and Setlas. Um, who else? Who else we got? We have Setlas. Who's gonna say Ariel or Benedita? Diamante will say Setlas and Jerigi, and I I was pleasantly surprised because we rarely give it to the femme appearing contestants the trade of the season. More of this, please. Joey J representation matters. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I miss Joey J. What 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 a great filler queen. <laughs> With Setless being mentioned numerous times, she hops on the table as an encouraged to take her dick out. Would anyone have been mad at that? I don't think so. But I'm guaranteeing you the show would have blurted out, and we'll get to that part later on in this episode. Dun, dun, dun. They get to work on their double runways, and it's time to learn a bit about the divas. Ariel and Marissa are about to chat, and we learn that they met on social media, and Marissa feels comfortable with her. Marissa no longer lives in the city as she is back home. The pandemic forced her back. She lives with her dad in, her, in his house, and it's hard for her after living on her own for 10 years. She says it's not easy being a drag queen in a small town, but that hasn't held her back. Let them talk. She says that the town is younger than it was, and one time she was at a festival and was stopped by a girl who follows her and told her that they think she's really good for the place like this. She's seen evolution in her town, and they even have a rainbow crosswalk. I love hearing stories like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Not every town's going to do it, but when a town can have little progress like that, that's important. Uh, yeah. I was hanging out with Paloma today, who's actually, we're from the same small town in Mexico. And uh, there's literally no representation or safe space for us in the small town where we're from in Mexico. You have to go to the big cities. Absolutely. Let's chat with Estrella, who is feeling great after the mini challenge. For heavier people, showing yourself nude is a barrier. It's always on your mind. Marina says that people only expect doll-like beauty out of drag, but they they don't know why. It's all about breaking down the complexes and fears. For Marina, the topic of gender came up when they did drag. She researched drag when she was cross-dressing and wanted to explore this facet of her life when she was questioning who she was. Her relationship with her body was changed over time, and drag has had an influence on that. The more she did it, the more she realized she was non-binary if she had to put a label on it. And that is where Marina began. We love hearing stories like that, especially after last season having so many uh, non-binary drag artists on Dragers España. Yeah, I think what we'll find with gender, um, especially as we continue to evolve as human beings is that we are beginning to transgress beyond this idea of identity being this constant thing as opposed to this evolving thing. A lot of times when we think of language, we think it's cemented forever when the reality is that identity as a concept itself is a constantly changing and therefore unattainable concept. And so we don't need to know who we are forever. We just need to be comfortable with who we are right now. And non-binary identities give so much freedom to people um, in language that is not like, oh, I for sure am one or the other, but instead I could be one one day and one the next, or one more one day and 
one way or the other. She tells anyone going through a moment like this of crisis with gender identity, she will tell them just be fluid and not to think much about it tomorrow. Now, Zerizi figured out who she was when she was little. She knew she was a trans girl. Drag gives you the chance to explore. As you grow up, you know it's not going to be easy, but her family took it well, and they have always come to support her. Now we're going to discuss Hota's backstory. And for the sake of this podcast, I will use the terms that Hota used, that being gypsy, which I know is a trigger word for some people, but we're going to discuss it as discussed on the show. A lot of her family stopped talking to her. She says it got to the point where she would walk down the street and they would look away. They hate that she does that kind of drag. That being said, she does have a close family who are in fact behind her. She says that it is necessary that there are gypsy queens to make people aware that it is a reality and it isn't a traditional culture and that people evolve and can exist in different spheres. The world of gypsies isn't an invisible. It's rooted in a tradition of male chauvinism, which is out of place today. She says it's 2022 and the old rubbish of chauvinism and patriarchy has no place nowadays. Um, it was very interesting because I know preseason, I had a couple people ask me about Hota and um, freely using gypsy when she was discussing herself in, I believe, the Meet the Queens. Um I think it's an important story to share because that's her that's her background and that's that's her story. Um, again, I know there are definitely people I've seen many discussions on social media about the term. Um, but if that's what she identifies with, like we, we can't tell her no, you know. Right. And also like uh, there's a whole history that that the movie a lot of people don't know. There's a documentary with cherry valentine that talks about her identity and 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 gypsy and and the community and so um i don't think it's something that you see on mainstream tv and why not have a conversation about it uh i will admit i'm not familiar with the discussion regarding the term gypsy at all nor am i like nor do i have any knowledge to really i think add to the conversation about what what it means, what I will say is that it is, it is possible to critique someone for language that is offensive to others without telling them that they don't know who they are. You know, I think you brought it up earlier. You're like, if she identifies that we can't say something. No, yeah, you can, you can say something. You can just bring it up because discussions are part of adulting, you know? Yeah. He's also going to admit that she is bisexual. She has a girlfriend. Her name is Julia, and she's lovely. And she says it is to be a thing, to be seen, that you can be bisexual and do drag. Obviously not the first bisexual drag artist on Drag Race. Um, we have uh, saw that the first season with Scaredy Cat on Drag Race UK. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, congrats to her. She says to all the gypsies who haven't come out, she tells them to open the door and fly. Sharon turns the conversation to say that it's amazing to see we have come so far that you don't need to have surgery to feel like a woman. Jodiji says that when she gets asked most by strangers is, are you going to have surgery? And she says, are you asking me if I'm going to get a pussy? She understands that people want to learn and are curious, but she says, that's what Wikipedia and Google are for. Marina says people shouldn't be asking what's between their legs. It's private life. I think that's fair. Absolutely. 
it's literally one of the most common questions to get, even as a person who transgresses beyond gender. Like whenever I mention um, this idea of identifying as trans feminine, the, the number one question I get asked is, oh, when are you going to start getting surgeries? When are you gonna start getting those affirm like affirmative things? And I'm like, those are life-saving procedures for some people, they are not required for most. And while I can recognize my own identity being twined to femininity, I recognize that there are certain privileges that I get and benefit from in this body that makes me love who I am still and not critique it. But I understand where my spiritual side lies, you know. Absolutely. It is time to head to the main stage of Drag Race Spawn You 2. The main stage got an upgrade and so did Supreme Deluxe. Um, that hair, high, fashionable, still gray, um, but I love the green and purple. Uh, she kind of looks like a madam. I'm kind of here for it. I love gray hair. I love gray hair. I think it's so she lives by it. I, li <laughs> I literally, I love it. I think she looks great. Like, honestly. We yeah, she, she looks really good here. And we have to say hello to our jury for the season, Javier Calvo, Anna Lockian, Javier Ambrosi. And of course, joining them this week is Gloria Trevi. We're going to go category by category and include the critiques during each category, though the judges didn't really have much to say this episode, um, which is fine. Category is Queen of Their City. And in honor of this runway, we are going to play Bow Down or Behead. And we are going to start off with Venedita Von Dash. Uh, no designers listed. This is deluxe. It is a lot to take in and it feels refreshing. Uh, the Lady of Aleche piece is made of limestone. So I understand it being beige, but I'm here for the gold and the gold velvet. But the Princess Leia buns are a choice, but they are a replica of what the statue is. So I kind of get it. I'm, I think this is a walking piece of art. Love the hair. Would you wear the hair? Absolutely would. Absolutely. Any day. I love shit that feels like a fantasy. I hate, hate, hate the fabric choice. Velvet. Yeah. Velvet. <laughs> Especially gold velvet. Like way to take a look that could be so chic and so expensive looking and choose velvet. Would you have gone with like more of a satin um, or yeah. shiny? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, or a lame or something to make it lame. like also more embellishments. Like it needs to match the drama of the hair. Yeah, like it was just, and she looks so beautiful. Her makeup is stunning, but mm -mm, the the yeah. fabric really just sent me. I did not like it. I just hate the whole look. I'll give it a bow down. Okay. Off with this head. <laughs> It was where you gone. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought I said it. I'm I'm I hate it. Boo. All right. Uh the audience, 91% bow down, 9% behead. Behead. They liked it. And I'm like, how many of you watched the episode? Let's see. Let's that's the real test here. <laughs> Next up is Jota Carajota. Uh, she is paying homage to Rocio Corrado. And I see it in the hair and the styling with the 70s. I load those heels. It completely pulls away from the look. The tights are a choice. They pull your attention there and then straight to the heels. And the sleeves. It's a page from the Willow Pill playbook. I don't love it. I don't hate it. It's fine. Um, I mean, 
something about the colors I love. I understand the Rocio Jurado reference. Um, I, I think it's maybe the drag fantasy of it sure. because it's not so literal. Um, there's elements that I like. like I love the, the blue lace and um, just whatever it is that's embellished on it and how it shines. But there's just parts of it that I don't understand. Like, why the long sleeve? Like, how does that tie into the Rocio Jurado? Is it supposed to be emulating a rebozo, like the, the shawl? Um, and, like, fringe is something that's incorporated in a lot of, like, the Spanish flamenco type of, of, of uh, costumes. But I don't know if it was successfully done in this look. I hate it off with its head. I hate the little, like flare of ostrich feather trim right here i think that looks cheap right and i don't know yeah. i don't like it i think it looks i didn't even realize that was ostrich right there yeah it needed yeah. more it, this it needed to be edited for sure it looks yeah. cheap it looks it does it really oh, does I, I really don't like it well anna locking liked both looks thought that they were very elaborate and this look she went for less well-known aspect of rosario Ambrosi says he can see the talent and potential, but there's still something that hasn't she hasn't brought yet. And Supreme reminds her that this may be her last opportunity to show herself. I'm gonna behead it. Behead it. Behead it. The audience, 66% bow down, 34% behead. Samantha Valentine, no designer listed. She is Miss Mata, and based on those promo photos. Yet another fucking bodysuit. The feathers are fine, but it is not, not elevating the look whatsoever. Um, I need more of a shape on her. Her makeup just feels so flat. Great personality, but damn, are we watching Poopy Poison Redux again? Is this what's going to happen where she is going to be the best entertainment, but terrible runways? Frida, what do I you hope think? That, I hope it doesn't carry her. Also, she just wasn't wearing the garment well. Like this is like the when you order a showgirl uh, costume from Wish, and this is what she, like you think it's gonna be cute and like give you Vegas, but it does not. And it's and also she didn't know how to wear it. Like by the end of the time that she was hitting that runway, it was all off to the side. Yep. What do you think? It was absolutely disgusting. <laughs> I hate the bodysuit. It needed more stone. If you're going to be a showgirl, be a showgirl. It needed more stones. The tights did not match her skin. Why is she wearing a black shoe? Like, none of it made sense. The color, the color of the feathers were, like, it looked like vomit. I hated it. I don't know what's going on around her neck either, underneath the necklace. Like, yeah. it looks like she tried to put something there. It's just, it's not cute. It's not giving. And, like, why is it gold when everything else seems like it's different? Like, I don't know. It was... It's not it. It's not it. Talvo says he is so happy to see her there as he knows that she has a lot to offer and that was the problem. When she came out on the stage, they expected Samantha Valentine's and it it worked against her. Supreme missed Samantha's attitude. She was too at ease on the runway. Ambrosi says she has a great sense of humor and lots of talent but gave two things that were the same. Behead for me. Behead. Behead. Audience, 14% bow down, 86% behead. Next up, Ariel Rec. Uh, jacket by Beatriz Vasquez, heels by Dolls Kill. She admitted she got them from Dolls Kill. Uh, she's giving you edge, but to the untrained eye, it kind of looks haphazard and unintentionally mismatched. We obviously met Alaska last year as a guest judge, and she's got the darkness down, but it feels like it's just a random look she pulled from her closet. If you do a simple Google search, you can tell that Alaska tends to do a lot more straight hair. And this is not. This is a high red pony. And 
it's not the source material. And I think this may be the same pony that she was wearing in her entrance look. Just maybe redone. Well, Alaska does do like the teased up, like yeah. lock looking type of hair. Um, I I love the fact that she wants to reference Alaska. Alaska is a huge, like also one of those icons um, when it comes to like music history and a stand. Um, I just wish it was more drag. Like, what if what if that jacket was way more fitted, high, cut up higher, and exaggerated shoulders? Like, that would have given more. Well, but, the jacket um, was the doll's kill piece. Um, it's just like it's the main stage. Like, yeah, like elevate it. Yeah, I think she looks bit... great. I think she looks great for like a club. Right, <laughs> I agree. And for that, I behead. 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 Audience, 51% bow down, 49% behead. Next up is Marina. Look by Javier Navas Catalan. Hair and hat by Ruben Marmol. What a moment. This was a great homage to Barcelona concert culture. I wish the hat and dress matched a little more, but who cares? It was all about the performance. Blur it out, WoW Presents. They really went, haha, we can't show that. And um, they got to see it, though. Mm -hmm. They got to see Full Frontal. I wish I did. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, honestly, I, not, I, the blur line looked pretty, pretty, pretty um, good. Not gonna lie, I'm gonna say blo- Yeah, you should. Mm-hmm. You should kai kai. Oh, I will. <laughs> <laughs> um, but what did you think of the look? I hated it. I hate that boa. It looks like marabou feather mixed with a little bit of ostrich feather. Sometimes they do that on Amazon to sell it to you for yeah. cheap price it looks cheap i hate that feather i hate marabou feather um i also don't like the like i think the silhouette of the garment is beautiful but it makes no sense like with the hat and the hair was not pretty and her makeup was like mm. but Rita? i don't know and also like another reference to something very uh of history which i love but just take it there, like really just make it drag. And uh, I mean, props to your mama for that reveal. But um, there's just like things about the, the silhouette that I just wish, wish we would carry and translate a little bit more into that like campiness if you're going there. Sure. Pablo says, going beyond how brave she was with the homage to Akanya with her famous walk along Las Ramblas, her acting was amazing. Ambrosi could see what Lilla Flores referred to. You don't get shining eyes from surgery. Anna says that it was really exciting how she lifted up the skirt and suddenly faced with that wild gesture of freedom. Supreme says we shouldn't forget history because we are who we are thanks to our experiences. And it's really important to exercise and recognize the people and experiences. And Gloria says in respect to the gesture of freedom, she asks if it was latex. And Marina says, nope, real penis. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give it a bow down. I liked it. I'm going to behead it. I would... I'm not going to bow down or behead it. Uh, It's safe. I'll just do that. The audience, 76% bow down, 24% behead. Next up, Diamante Mary Brown. Uh, She is representing Augustina of Aragon. It's a leotard with stuff stuck on it. She needs to work on her proportions. I said it before. I get she's a dancer, but this is not runway ready yet. I appreciate the cage and the cannons to pay homage to the war, but 
Ha <laughs> They did not shoot their load enough. The tights uh, did not match. Not good. Not, not my favorite here. Yeah. I think that I hate cage dresses mostly because sometimes the cage is too thin. You can barely fucking see it. It's just like, it's not dramatic. I immediately beheaded. I think it's awful. I, I don't do even mind the tights not matching because it looks like it's supposed to be like a punk rock black tight, like fishnet, but I hate the cage. Yeah, the cage is really, it's just so small. Like that wouldn't even fit, work for a regular skirt, like as a, like a petticoat type of situation. Hmm. Um, and how, there's a saying in Spanish, tanto pinche pedo para cagar aguado, which means uh, you've, farted so much just to have like a very loose shit so like you this <laughs> whole thing not this direct translation i know <laughs> it's um but like it's like okay she has a cannon it's like Bing. and then she's like wait for the next one Bing. like really girl yeah it's underwhelming is what she's saying <laughs> there you go thank you for translating english is my second language sorry only one of us has successfully assimilated <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's Hence a behead for me. <laughs> it's a behead. It's a behead. Audience, 29% bow down, 71% behead. Next up, Jerizy Declee. Uh, she is doing Agatha Ruiz de la Parada. If the stars didn't fall off, perhaps she could have gotten away with this. But the second that star dropped, it was arts and crafts realness. She paints like a porcelain doll. I am enamored with her paint. Uh, the latex top, then the dress is a bold move, and it kind of worked. Love the ginger updo. It really worked so well with the softness of her, of her face. Just as an image, I, I love it. But as a presentation on the runway, I was like, damn, that, that, that star ruined it for me. The star falling? Yeah. Yeah, I want to know how this bitch looks so fucking tall. Right? <laughs> she looks massive. I loved it. I yeah. hated it at the same It's very simple, but I hate, I did hate that the star fell, but I also can't control that. So I'm like, okay, right. fine. She looks beautiful and stunning. And I hate, I love that she took off the star at the end and kissed it. I was like, okay. Yeah. They made it work. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, man, her makeup was way better here than her entrance. Yes. 100. Um, and it was, I just, I love the silhouette of this. It, and it, I think it works, it worked well together. It's just the star. The star, like, I wish they would, like, I mean, maybe she couldn't be hand-sewn on. I don't know what kind of material it is, if it's paper or not. But I wish it, they weren't moving. I wish it was on the dress. You also can't prevent what you can't predict. Like, she's on the runway. And, right. you know, maybe, I don't know. I think it's beautiful. Yeah, I'll give it a bow down. I think it was very well done. And yeah, this I is the only one I've bowed down for, right? Yeah. This is the only one I've bowed down for so far. Yeah, I'm not. Oh, yeah. The audience, 92% bow down, 8% behead. Next up, Marisa Prisa. Poor girl was not ready for the race. Um, it's poorly executed despite a great message. Uh, the headband, the little headpiece was an homage to Marta Sanchez, but this is drag. Bump it up, exaggerate it, beehive it, make it bigger. She's literally got no shape here. Like You cannot even see anything here. And the shoes, why is she wearing high clear platforms? Like Terrible taste. Behead them. Oh, I thought they did her dirty when they shut her from the back because yeah, there's did. like nothing there. They really did. Like, <laughs> it doesn't even look like she's padded. 
Like, no. honestly. Oh, wait, so many queens aren't padded. I'm like, why are they padded? I love padding. Same. You know, I, 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 I am team pad. I know there are a lot of people who will push back on me with that. Um, I've said it before. If you can just add a little shape, it will help you out a little bit. I understand if you don't pad because you're already serving this, like a really great silhouette and it works for your, for your, for your frame, but it's, it doesn't always work. I agree. Javier says this challenge was to get to know them and give a first impression and neither of these looks told them who she is. Uh, Kavo says she's fierce competition and she really needed to raise the standard. Um, it's a behead. It doesn't work. Behead. Audience, I don't know what the hell you're thinking. 44% bow down, 56 behead. <laughs> mm-hmm. They probably just got <laughs> breast cancer awareness and they're like, yes. Honestly, that's probably it. All right. Sean, she is paying homage to opera star Montserrat Cabaya. And I get it, even with the singing, the cityscape could have been ex- executed a little better in, in exclusion to pure drag. But the hair with Freddie Mercury was brilliant. If you have not heard her duet with uh, Freddie, um, the song Barcelona, I encourage you. It was written for the 92 Olympics. Um, two stellar vocalists. Um, it was a fine look. I get it. Could it have been better? Yes. Yeah, I agree. It was. I'm still gonna be headed. I think it's ugly, but. I I, honestly, I liked it. Yeah, you would. You, you would wear it. But no, I wouldn't wear it. I would not wear this. Yes. Um, but it gave me, it gave me like classic drag. Yeah. Like, uh, just a reference, and also the the fact that that Freddie Mercury was in her head in the back, and also just the the skyline. I'm like, oh yes, okay. I don't know. I felt like, and her mug was so good. There's just elements of this that I know normally aren't just like a wow factor, but I don't know why I liked it. I really did like it. And this is Fair. the main stage, and she's wearing, oh, no, be happy. And bro, she says, yeah, go ahead. if you tooted uh, Samantha's entrance look, <laughs> how dare you? Samantha is serving girl who doesn't know where she's going. She is serving girl at 3 a.m. coming home from the bar asking for Oreo cheesecake. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's your brand. (laughs) An Oreo salad. Ambrosi says, wow, she took them to Barcelona with two different characters. Calvo says, when she stepped on the stage, she conveyed total confidence. Supreme says, she started out a really interesting starting point. She is very brave being there. Anna says, she really knows how to tell us uh, what she had to tell she turned around and they saw the character in the headpiece and loved it gloria says she was elegant surprising and fun it's a soft bow down i think like right teetering on the line for me i think it was a performance she also sold it well yeah you're beheading it yeah the audience 44 percent bow down 56 behead Estrella, uh, she is paying homage to a well-known prostitute named Monica de Ravel. She is executed it well in a campy way. Did you know the jewels are from Monica herself? She could have gone bolder in the face, but I understand you have two looks, so you can only go as far as you can. But the garment is drapery, and I think it worked until she started walking, and then she tripped, so that happened. Yeah. I hate it. I hate it. It doesn't fit right. Yeah, and the back is ugly. That nude illusion is ugly. Like, it's just ugly. 
It's a bad. No, me, no yeah. me gusta. The audience, 26% bow down, 74% behead. Drag set less. She is going with Lolita Pluma and that terrible mask. But of course, it's a reveal. And bitch, she looks like she was auditioning for Cats. But give her credit as she's not wearing those platform boots that um, Jack Vulcano got red for and really was the reason she went home. Uh, so well executed in that wit- bit, but it was not revolutionary. I agree. I thought it was boring and I didn't understand it. Um, but I loved her shoes. Yeah. I, I wish it wasn't that reveal moment that was it wasn't necessary. They could have just come out with That's the okay. cat look. Yeah. I'll give it a bow down. I'm going to give it a bow down to the final look uh, off of the tip of the rest of it. I'm going to behead it. The audience did not agree with you. 94% bow down, 6% behead. And finally, in this category, we have Onyx. Watch out, Elsa. A new Frozen Queen has arrived. It's Isabella II. Was not expecting such a strong week out of Onyx, but this was breathtaking. It's artistic. It's regal. The purples and the greens and the corset really give this life and freedom. I would like that crown. Thank you. I love this. Two. Like, I... Honestly, the we've seen this type of uh, piece being done before. Yeah. Uh, but what I liked was the detail, how it was painted. Like, it's just so intricate. Yeah. I hate the hair. I can and, see that. Yeah. Like, I I want the hair to be nicer. Like, I don't know. I loved pieces. I think it's I think it's really beautiful. Like, I, I think it's pretty. Yeah. Gloria called her chameleonic as she was charming in this first look. I'll give it a bow down. Bow down. Bow down. Audience, 77% bow down, 23% ahead. All right, second category. It's symbol of their hometown. In honor of this runway, we are going to play Icon or Bicon. Benedita Von Dash. Um, she's marrying a palm tree with shoes. I think it worked. It's just not beautiful. I love the campiness of the headpiece with the detailing of the lace. She's going to be great once she gets the time to shine. This was just not her episode. Yeah. Um, I don't like it. I don't like it either. And those pheasant feathers are expensive. <laughs> but it does yeah. not look good. It's giving palm tree and not in a good way. I wish she would have stoned the brown. I she was wish- trying to do the leather and I, I get what she was going for she went too literal yeah, yeah. it looked like the soles of leather shoes and it's ugly they probably smell yeah I'll give it an icon just because I like her I think let me give it a bicon bicon audience 65% icon 35% bicon next up Hota Karahota. it's a really great concept she just had so much trouble pulling it off on the runway I love a good bullfighter look and she touches on gender and it I just need her to stop doing exposed corsets. It's not fashion unless it's elevated. Could you like throw some stones on this look? Totally. Should she have? Totally. I wish she would have had uh, some of the detailing that the bolero jacket had on the corset yeah. to tie it all together. And it's a shame that she kind of fumbled with it. Uh, one of my good sisters, Sofia Medina, has a gorgeous, gorgeous flamenco outfit with this ridiculous like train of a flamenco uh uh dress and that rips open into a similar fashion 
Yeah. Um, and maybe she could sell it. She could tell you will buy it and you'll buy 20 of them in different colors. Yeah. That's what was lacking here. Yeah. I can't wait like, for, for Sofia Medina to win the competition she's competing in. Um, but back to this competition. <laughs> uh, this is cute. I am going to say icon. Anna says she loves the. Go ahead. I, I would say icon. I just wish she sold it better. Yeah. Yes. Anna says she loves the female bullfighting, but she just didn't make the most of it presentation-wise. I give it an icon as well, and so did the audience. 89% icon, 11% bicon. Samantha Valentine, no designers listed. I don't care anymore if it's elevated. Third course at Bodice in a single episode. It's Drag Race. Come on, it's not going to suffice anymore. The panties ruined it all. Put a fucking skirt on. The headpiece was camp. She knows what to do. She cannot execute anything. The colors are there. The concept is there. This is just not going to be good enough. She's going to have to thrive in the performance challenges if she's going to get far on this show. This is disgusting. I hate it. Is anybody looking at her and thinking she's going to win? Because like... No, I don't think so. But she's going to last longer. And I, I said it before, she's going to knock out some of your favorites because she's good TV. I love her makeup right now like for this one i think she looks so beautiful i think the hair is pretty um <laughs> everything else is not it yeah like it's a bicon for me it's a bicon she looks like audience i'm just annoyed by it like bicon audience 36 percent icon 64 percent bicon next up ariel uh there's a lot going on it's nice that she paid homage to her dad but you got these nautical elements that don't pair well with the sporty parts I do think the crown and silver hair is executed well. I think I just wanted it in white to match. Yeah. I wish the shorts were shorter and give you a little bit more sexy moment. I hate it. it. It's just too messy, too over the place. Bicon. Bicon. Audience agrees. 31% Icon, 69% Bicon. Marina, she is doing something cool. It's giving me cool club kid vibes. I adore how she's playing with gender in such a fashionable way. I don't mind the construction of it because it worked with the vibe. It's a really good ball cap. She ex- executed this very well. Um, I'm excited by Marina. Mm, I I love the hair. Uh I hate her makeup. I hate her brows. I hate the shape. Like, I, I really don't like it. I, and the first thing that I thought when I saw this um, is uh, if Cynthia from the Rugrats was a club kid. <laughs> uh, yeah. I thought it was Sasha Valor. But... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like when, you, yeah. I can see it. Uh, Sasha Valor at the reunion. Mm-hmm. I'm still going to say Bicon, though. Like, it's not complete for me. All right, it's fair. I'm going icon. Icon. Audience kind of in the middle with us. 55% icon, 45% bicon. Diamante Mary Brown. Uh, baseball is the national sport of the DR, and I love that she went for it. The jacket is amazing. I love the lacing, but oh my God, when you take that jacket off, it is a leotard again. She's playing defensive in the case that if she has to lip sync, she's ready to do so. You can do that on this show, but when others are going to give you looks, you're not going to do well. She needs to wow on the runway or she's going to be gone way too soon. The braid is so pretty. Yeah. This shortened her her body so much, though. 
I would like I like the detailing of like how the sleeve was was uh stitched in with the red. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. Proportions. Really, yeah, proportions for sure. And because of that, I gotta go bicon. 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 Audience, 30% icon, 70% bicon. Next is Jirigi. Um, all right, let's discuss this. Uh, muscles as a reference to a vagina. She's literally just holding it, and I think that ruined the illusion of the look. Is it a good look? Not really. Is it more for shock? Yeah, it just didn't pay off. But again, beautifully soft beat. Not sure I love black lips on her, but... They're purple. Are they purple? Yeah. Okay. They're dark. They're darker than I want them to be, I think. It's yeah. unless she's going super edgy. I think she just paints so soft. When she once you have darkness, it really makes it a different feel. I relate to that. I paint really soft and then I add darkness. <laughs> but the darkness is my brown skin. <laughs> uh, I hated it. The it looks crafty and it doesn't look it doesn't look good, I think. And it just doesn't make sense. There's too many points that your eyes looking at. The hair is just not it. The black lip is pulling at the same time because she's wearing a nude mesh. Yep. Like, or a nude illusion. And then you have this thing that looks like it stepped off of a children's play for aliens. Like, is not it. Yep. Frida? Yeah, I wish the bodysuit just gave you more like it like it, maybe if it was stoned or if you had some type of embellishments to make it seem like if it just came out of the water um and i think the muscle is is attached to the neck the necklace which she had to hold but if it would have been a part of the bodysuit garment and maybe placed a little lower and some kind some not be so literal and kind of still give you a moment of like it's still a garment so i'm gonna say off the is Bicon. Oh, yeah, Bicon. Audience, 53% Icon, 47% Bicon. Marisa Frisa, we are seeing her do the Santiago pilgrimage. Uh, once again, we don't see her body. This is drag. The hair needs to be bigger. Uh, I appreciate she's doing latex as, as someone would be afraid to do it. I just really don't think she was ready for drag race. Bicon. Uh, it was not it. It was not it. Give me bigger ponytails. Give me the drama. Yeah. Australia did it. Right. Anna says the look has fetishist appeal, but it would have been improved by a bigger plate. Um, I, It's a bicon. Bicon. Same. Bicon. Audience, 28% icon, 72% bicon. Sharon, the reveal was great, but the second part was destroyed by what I think was supposed to be a nude illusion. It's colorful, it's camp, it's Spain. The Gaudi mosaic was cool, but needed to be better executed. Um, I think she's revered, and I think she's going to get a lot of passes. Are they going to be all warranted? I don't know. This one, I don't know why she landed where she did. Yeah, I love a Gaudi reference because that's I, I think Gaudi is amazing but the nude illusion is just so hard and to not like to just buy oh I can't yep. buy con buy con buy con also I don't like the hair yep audience 59% icon 41% buy con Estrella extravaganza <laughs> nay she's a horse 
I think the color story is a great homage to the flag um, on a skinny bitch. We'd be living, but I think she's attempting to say screw you to body rolls again. I wish the body suit wasn't as prevalent. Um, maybe the top could have been brought down a bit more, but the hair is a main. And I thought that was the best part of it. Cause at least she's giving you horse there. Um, but not my favorite. I, the hair could have been better. I like the idea of it being a, like a braided, like, all the way down to give you the main, but like the thing is, you could see the separates of the extension and it was falling yeah. apart. It is messy. I hate the hair. I loved the garment though. Yeah. I loved the garment. I hate her makeup. I, hate I really like stuff. I like the green. I like the- I love the green. The green with the yeah, polka me dots. Too. Yeah. I love. I do but- wish there was more ruffles maybe in the back and it was longer. Yeah. Yeah. But- I'm going to be nice and give it an icon because I really like her, so I'm a little biased, but I'll give her an icon. Bicon. Bicon. I'm not excusing it. Yeah. Audience, 35% icon, 65% bicon. Drag Sitlas. I think she'll need to expand her wardrobe a bit when it comes to religious motifs, but she is certainly more diversified than um, Mama Volcano. I love the regalness of this look. The gold is perfect. We're going to see a lot of body from her. She's got an incredible body, and I can tell um this look was really good yeah i love um, the details i love it i love it i don't necessarily agree with the idea that she has to expand beyond religious motifs Fair. i think she's found her niche and what she loves to do and we don't sit here and tell surrealist painters that they need to expand their niche on being a surrealist painter i just think that we we feel privileged enough to be able to sit there and tell someone that they need to expand their palette because sure. we are sitting as audience members but i think she's doing really well yeah i mean it's it's an icon i like it icon icon audience 79 percent icon 21 percent bicon and finally onyx Love. this is exceptional it's what i was expecting but um we deserved it this is on the level of dragula but even stronger this look was so well crafted the makeup is divine it is fallen angel inspired by a monument and i am going to put it as a contender for the best look of 2022 so fucking amazing i loved it so loved good it. i want bigger wings but loved it Loved it, loved it, loved it. Pablo says they rendered him speechless. Ambrosi says she changed the whole atmosphere. Supreme says she is cutting edge and took something familiar to the public and made it a surprise to see. Gloria says she was disturbing and reminded them that the devil was God's most beautiful angel. Yep. For sure an icon. Iconic. Like, icon. So good. Also, can I remind- yeah, go ahead. It reminds me of uh, do you remember when last season Carmen Parada did her veneno tribute? Yep. And she the nude body with the snake coming up her leg. Yep. Yeah. Yep. That was good. Too. 92% icon, 8% bicon. Time to find out the results. Diamante, Jurigi, Venedita, Ariel, Sitlas, Estrella are safe, leaving Marisa, Samantha, Marina, Onyx, Tota, and Sharon as the tops and bottoms. Do you agree? I think I mentioned it before. I would put um, Sharon as safe and say it less as a top. I would do the same. Yes, I agree. Now, in the workroom, Jorigi is lounging out and her muscle is getting worked on. Um, and Soraya <laughs> was nervous that she was going to be lip syncing the first day and leave. But how are they all feeling that their names were said? Setless was feeling scared shitless. And Benedita is not happy 
that they were called ordinary for being safe. She thinks her looks were good enough to win. So that's probably going to be her plot line. And she's going to feel a certain way if she's safe every, every week. Now they're going to ask who would they save of the six that are there. We're going to get a weird answer from Setlas, who is going to save Marina, but put in Venedita. And I was like, you think Marina's a bottom and Venedita could be a bottom as well? Go you wild. Mm-hmm. Setlas is just not happy as she doesn't think her looks were safe. The tops and bottoms are back and they want to know what happened. Marisa is upset. She and Samantha are disgruntled and know it's going to be them. Marisa says that it's because everything she did was small. She's worried as this is a high level of drag and Samantha is down and she doesn't want to have to lip sync. They have seen her videos and they expected more of her. Both she and Hota said it would suck to go up against a friend. They think Sharon or Onyx are going to be the favorites for the week and Estrella doesn't want to see Samantha go home. They all shout out the ghost of the Macarena, because what kind of inheritance would it be if Samantha goes home with her mom being the Macarena? <laughs> the Queen's return. Onyx is the winner of the week, and she wins apparently nothing. Do they not get any money or anything for winning, but you get makeup for winning a mini challenge? Makes no sense. Budget. Marina, Sharon, and Tota are safe. That leaves Samantha and Marissa as the bottom two. Do you agree? Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Well, with Gloria Trevi here, of course, the song is going to be The Smash Hit by Gloria herself. Um, this is the song that both my guests on the preview, uh, Amanda Massacre and Just JP, predicted it was going to be. Are you happy with the song Todos, Todos Mi Marin? Todos Mi Miram? Of course, yeah. it's good. Um, and you've used it before, you said? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love it. She wants a little tip spot on the the pod. (laughs) (laughs) This song is dramatic. It is perfect for drag. I am low-key obsessed. Um, But I'm going to say, usually when you lose drag droppings and lip sync, it's your reason to go home. And this one was just the opposite. They're like, we're going to take it all off like it's our job. Listen, take it all off and pack it up and go home. I didn't know <laughs> of them. I, I didn't like any of the performances. Yeah. The lip sync lended itself to comedy, and Samantha, I thought, was fine. Even when she d- couldn't get her shell off her head, she at least sold it and made it funny. Uh, the, the, the panel was dancing and singing along, and I'm like, just pay attention to the kids. You can dance along later. Ask for a free concert. <laughs> Marisa had no chance. Uh, she twirled and tried hard despite losing her baby ponytail, but um, the second Samantha did that hump to the side of the stage and then posed on her cape, it, it was hers. Yeah. It was it was a really good lip sync on her end. I mean, it was an okay lip sync, but yes. I love her. I love Samantha. She's good TV. She, 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 I'm not going to say she reminds me of Arancha, but she gives me that same energy where at least she knows who she is. Yeah. And she took her wig off. <laughs> yes, she did. All right. I got burning questions to wrap up this podcast. What is Marisa's legacy? Marisa's legacy. Mm. <laughs> I think that says it all. <laughs> no thoughts. It's pretty. She said, that there's no no dragon Marbella, right? Yeah. There's still no dragon Marbella, baby. Bloop. <laughs> we have a reading challenge with 11 queens. How and why? 
Why, Why not? Do we do that next week? 11 queens? We're going to get one read each. Or it's going to be the entire episode. They do that anyways. They take out so much material when we do have the reading challenge. That's fair. That's fair. And we're going to get a, re- a talent show next week. Um, how, are, yeah, yeah. how do we feel on the talent show? Samantha's going to lip sync, take off all of her clothes, <laughs> and lose her wig. And I'm so excited for it. <laughs> that kind of reminds me of Privilege of the Last Brunch. <laughs> what was I'm- the song? What was this? I don't know, but I was like, oh, not the not the reveal into a human unit. It was deep throat. It was deep throat. Oh, it was deep throat. Yeah, by Cupcake. All right. After one episode, the winner of the season is Onyx. Okay. Onyx. Oh boy. Oh boy. I think it's gonna be that that twink that you love. Did I set less? Yes. I'm going to say right now, based on this episode, what we've seen, I will agree with Onyx. I think we are going to have Benedita go far. We're going to see Sharon go far. We're going to see Australia go far. I'm going to say Onyx right now, based on this single episode. Yeah, I mean, you never know. Drag Race has to throw curveballs and like put these people in the top and then one day eliminate them just to get us gagged. That's true. That's true. I'm excited. This was a great premiere. Um, I think it's going to be a great season like season one was. Yeah. Where can we find you both on social media, Venmo, and any projects you want to plug? Frida, do you want to start? Um, you can follow me or block me on any social media platform under Frida Kudo. That's spelled F-R-E-E-D-A-K-U-L-O. Um, and as far as projects, uh, actually for my gigs, any every Friday you can fo- find me at Abatross for a Drag Race screening party followed by shows and karaoke. And then, um, honestly, I've been popping up and popping off at different gigs. So you just follow my social media for all my events. Um, By the time that this comes out, I will be also at the queue for the finale of Lady Liberty, April 7th. I'm so excited. Um, And then Priv and I also host a monthly which is kind of turning bi-weekly brunch at catch unexpectedly um and that's in astoria yes and you can find me on instagram at privilege queen that's p-r-i-v-i-l-e-g-e queen q-u-e-e-n um i host brunch with frida at catch i also host um a monthly bingo at catch astoria on the second friday of the month i believe because if it's the first, then something's going to happen this week when I go missing. Um, but <laughs> um, then special projects to look out for, I am releasing singles um, this week, or not this week, this month. Uh, I'm releasing my first one. Uh, still torn which one it will be, but it's going to be really good. I'm really excited. Exciting. Oh. I, already heard tra- I already heard the tracks and they're fucking incredible. So honestly, be on the lookout. And it's not like your stereotypical like bitch track for drag. Um, I'm really excited to put it out. I can't wait. I can't wait. Well, thank you both for going through all these looks and all this fun. Thanks for being here. Thank you for having us. It was a privilege to be asked. A huge thanks to Frida and Privilege for coming on. Subscribe on Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, Audible, Google Play, Spotify, SoundCloud, or Stitcher, and leave us a review while you're there. And don't forget to visit buymecoffee.com slash blocktalk to show support for the pod. 
If you have any questions or comments, drop me a line at datingthenow.com via our question link. Like, listen, love. Until next time, I'm Michael Block, and that was Block Talk. Mm-hmm.